The Start On Demand. On demand. With the province unveiling some details on phase two of Manitoba's reopening, what does that mean for school? We'll speak with the superintendent of Seven Oaks School Division. Shaban Ice Cream, a wonderful Winnipeg success story, is thanking Manitoba with the message, you might have just saved us, Manitoba. We'll tell you why. We'll tell you how to make your backyard staycation worthy with the help of Lux Barbecue and Lux Furniture. And have you ever had a fight over the right way to load a dishwasher? I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling on his birthday, and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Friday, May 22nd podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Fortier, did you get my email? I haven't even opened my email yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well... I had a birthday request for one Greg Mackling for some music to start, so we'll get that in later. So we'll just say, Greg Mackling, happy birthday to you, sir. Oh, thank you very much, Brett. I feel uh, you're older today. Uh, No wiser, unfortunately, but uh, (laughs) what are you going to do? And uh, we've posted a picture of Greg on our 680CJOB Instagram if you'd like to wish him a happy birthday, looking rather dapper, I'm assuming, in your your at-home, your work-from-home attire. Uh, So, yeah, happy birthday, Greg. Too much, Greg. Happy birthday, but I just got to throw in, you keep looking too good in the mornings. You're really putting me to shame. And just... <laughs> yeah, no, There's that's a professional photographer. There's makeup and hair person involved. That was from one of our lottery commercial shoots, that picture there. I do not look like that this morning. <laughs> I was like, what is happening in the Macklean household? But he's got a suit on and his hair is freshly washed and gelled or moosed or whatever the heck people use these days i don't know anyway happy birthday buddy did thank you so much did, i used to use moose was it vidal sassoon oh yeah or alberto you do oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the whipped cream coming out of the can <laughs> shake it up <laughs> yeah did you ever taste moose when you're a kid <laughs> I think I, I think I may have tried it once because <laughs> yeah. I thought it looked like whipping cream. Loren, have you? Oh yeah, no, that's something you're just you're curious about. That I think shaving cream accidentally, perhaps along the way. Um, I'm sure somebody's tried dog food, but they didn't mean to. My parents own a feed mill in Minnedosa, and so we used to lick, lick the salt blocks for cattle because they were salty. So sure. I'm just admitting a lot of things here. I've tried a lot of things I shouldn't have. Well, hey, good for you for being so adventurous and for being so honest, because I think a lot of us are embarrassed to admit that we may have tried things. Like, I am I know when I was a kid, I I think I tried dog treats, yeah. uh, like a milk bone or something, just out of curiosity. It's, I, th- I think it actually wasn't all that bad, if memory serves. So anyway, not that I'm going out to buy a box of milk bones for myself. But may, <laughs> Greg, maybe I'll, I'll stop and get you a, a jumbo box of milk bones for your birthday. How's that? I've got a whole case in the garage. <laughs> garage so if you'd like some milk bones how about i'll bring Shocker. you some <laughs> okay i'll bring you some torque beer and we'll eat some milk bones so that sounds good loren uh as we celebrate greg's birthday uh you admitted to us that you are kind of at your your wall you've hit the wall yeah, and I, I don't know what or why or there was nothing that triggered this yesterday, but you know, just just around six o'clock I just said, you know what, I'm gonna just go 
into the room and watch a show and lay down like I'm done. And everyone's like, is something wrong? I'm like, nope. And then I just, you know, went in there and quietly tried to decompress. But I don't, I don't know what it was about yesterday. Like I've been so loving this time with my kids and everything has been going, they're trying as hard as they can. And, and everyone in the neighborhood is doing the best that they can to be the best possible people. And I've just been loving everyone so much and, and so grateful for this time. And at the same time, as they announced the, plan to reopen for phase two and the long list of businesses and services and sectors that are on that list. I just thought to myself, like, this is so important that we get this right because we can't do this again. Like this is not, Mm -hmm. there's the physical part of our health with COVID-19, but then there's the mental part. And I, you know, for, for the sake of everyone from the elderly right down to our, our kids, we, we can't come back to where we are right now. And so there was all these mixed emotions yesterday. And I just thought, you know what, like I've run out of ways to entertain and teach. And so there was maybe 30 minutes of school and 15 minutes we fooled around on a guitar. And then I thought, we're good. Everybody go do your thing because mom's done right now. Well, you know what, as it turns out, uh, we've got something here from yesterday afternoon's edition of Hal Anderson Afternoons. He visits with Carolyn Clausen from Connexus Counseling every Thursday at 2.30. And yesterday, they touched on something important for parents that ties right in with what you're just talking about. We were talking to uh, the head of the Camping Association in Manitoba, and a lot of camps are not going to be happening um, this summer. And that's, a you know, maybe a, a weekend or a week or even two weeks that parents could sort of send the kids off. They'd have a great time and mom and dad would get a break. So another example where, you know, the pressure on parents is, is piling up. It's so true, right? I remember when my kids were at the age where they would go to a camp, I would... On the one hand, really, it was hard to let them go, and I was really going to miss them. I was so excited they were going to have this great time that I just can't provide for them in the city. But then there, once they were gone, there was this part of, hey, this is my vacation, right? Like, to be able to have a bit of freedom and, you know, a couple of days of break from some of the tantrums, or I don't like this, or, you know, why do I have to, or again, or, you know, some of those, like, to get a bit of a break from that is just such a huge you know, it, it just gives a bit of respite. And I think, again, you know, that what we're expecting parents to do now in order to be able to uh, keep keep the curve flat is almost unrealistic. The only reason why I know it is possible is because somehow they did it yesterday and so they will find a way to do it today. But just on the face of it, those of us who remember how hard it was to have small children, um, we just, like, my heart goes out to the parents who are parenting 24-7, week in, week out. The the burden is huge. And as people might know, other people in their lives, that if there's just a way where mm-hmm. you can say, can I have a Zoom call with your kid and read them a book? Or, you know, can I go for a socially distant bike ride with your child? Like, if there's a way that you can think to provide a break to a parent close around you, just that compassion, I would imagine, just could be so valued. Yeah. We have a news meeting uh, virtually. Uh, every morning at 8.15. And yesterday morning, we had a two-year-old join us on the call. Uh, That was not planned, and the person uh, who uh, the two-year-old belongs to felt bad about that. And I said, are you kidding? You do do not feel bad about that. So, Loren, after hearing that, what's your reaction? 
Yeah, I think that that's something that everybody needs to hear right now. Like, give yourself a break. You know, you're allowed to take a break. Like, we're, we're all in this sort of unprecedented times. And I don't know, maybe maybe your wall was a month ago. Maybe your wall hasn't come yet. You know, and and today I wake up and I feel good and I hear that and I think that's the way that's the attitude to take, right? Like, we need a break and maybe reach out to somebody if you need some help. And if you don't, just give it to yourself in your home. There's nothing wrong with putting on a TV show and watching a movie and hanging with your kids that way. And I've I've said that to myself many times over the past few weeks and so there's so much to be grateful for in these times and, and a lot to look forward to but I don't know man go easy on yourself Greg yeah and Greg just very quickly uh, have you hit your wall yet yeah we hit our wall yesterday as well we had a little bit really? of a spat one of uh, the kids and I about the dishwasher and it just it was so representative of so many things so I, I felt every moment of the last uh, five minutes or so Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Greg, you had a little bit of a situation yesterday with the dishwasher. Well, Sammy Hagar says there's only one way to rock. I say there's only one way to load a dishwasher, and that's the right way. (laughs) My my kids have been great at uh, getting involved in the chores. I've been trying to, you know, slowly bring them along because they're kind of spoiled on that front. They don't have to do a ton of stuff around here. They they do help a lot with the yard work, etc., but... The dishwasher is something I used to wash dishes to earn money when I was younger. There's a certain way you stack them. There's a certain way that you put them in the dishwasher. And it's all keeping the unloading in mind. You want to make it easier for you down there. And, of course, you want to load it so that the dishes get clean. Well, it looked like a hodgepodge, absolute mess in the dishwasher as the boys were cleaning the kitchen yesterday and uh, things got a little bit heated and uh, I got the big pushback. Oh, why is it such a big deal? Why do you have to make such a big deal out of everything? It's just a dishwasher. Well, yeah, I, I, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm sure many of us have been there with uh, others in our lives because it seems to be a genuine source of friction in, in in some households. All right, well, let's go around the horn quickly here. Kelly Moore, you always used to do the dishes here at work before you uh, ventured home to work. So what say you on this? Well, one of the reasons I did that is so that I would not have my wife giving me hell for loading the dishwasher improperly (laughs) because in our house my wife says this constantly you unload the dishwasher i will load it wow heaven for heaven forbid uh that i should have the temerity to actually load the dishwasher every once in a while because uh i i've tried to figure out what the right way is and and I, i i to a certain degree i i agree with greg you can't just throw everything in there willy-nilly and expect it to come out clean. But let's not get to the point where everything has to be in in a particular place either. And uh, what about oh. what about you, Jeff Braun? Do you have a or have you ever had a scrap over this? No, I've, I do have a dishwasher. It's been broken for the last couple of years, but since it's just me in here, it gets uh, loaded. When it gets loaded, however, I damn well please, and that's just fine. The thing I do have a problem with. Visitor-wise at my house is the toilet paper because, you know, well, there's the, the two different schools of thought, the over or the under on the toilet paper. Yeah. But I, I go a third way, whereas I just stack the rolls loose on the <laughs> tank of the toilet. That's right. And just reach behind <laughs> me as I need it. 
And anytime my girlfriend or my mom or my sister come to visit, uh, and invariably after they leave, I go to the washroom and they've taken my toilet paper off the tank and put it on the thing. Oh. Where it's harder to reach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is great. Oh. What about you, Jeff Forte? Did you ever get into situations with your parents at home over the dishwasher? Um. Well, it's rinsing the dishes off before putting them into the dishwasher. You can't expect like something that's crusted, like right onto like a plate. You can't expect the dishwasher to get that rid of. It's like when you're emptying the dishwasher and you see little bits and pieces still on the plate that. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're a clean it, freak, right? Yes, uh, yeah, I'm a clean freak. I like I, I wash, not wash. I rinse my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. I make sure they're nice and clean, so that way, you know, when I take them out, they just go straight into the cupboard. Kelly, jump back in quick. Yeah, we just had a guy from Midland Appliance in here last week. He said the worst thing you can do is rinse your dishes off because dishwashers are programmed for the soap to have to work to clean dirty dishes. So when you rinse them off, it kind of counteracts that. So that came from an expert. So you don't rinse them before you put them in? Yeah, like you, you would you would scrape any leftovers off, but you don't rinse them clean to oh. or, or uh, rinse well, most no, of not, it off. Not yeah. totally clean, but like if something's crusted like right onto the plate, and you know that oh, the man, water, the soap is not going to get that off. Okay, so. we only have 45 yeah. seconds left. I just want to get McNabb in here before we got to go. Well, you're giving your dishwasher way too much credit. Like, it's not like a smartphone. It's not. A, is it a smart dishwasher? Like, I don't understand. They work the way they work. Not a lot has changed. And if I'm wrong, feel free to call me out on this. But you got to rinse them before you put them in. And that's the only thing we fight about in our house is that it didn't get rinsed. And sometimes the kids will put the dishes facing out. And I have to go through the engineering of a dishwasher and be like, where's the water hitting this? How's the water hitting this one, guys? Think about it. Adam's, Think about it. Adam texting us at 204-780-6868 saying, my wife knows do not touch the dishwasher. All cutlery get individual basket facing upwards. All bowls and cups on the top rack or plates large in a row on the backside lower rack of small plates in a row. Front side lower rack. Any other way to do it is just wrong. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. It's Mackling's birthday today. I don't really like that forecast. I have a patio date tomorrow. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Just want to read this quick text message from Jody Lee from Stonewall. My husband has been home since the COVID-19 closures. During this time, he has become the master dishwasher loader. I am now forbidden to load it. And since the kids are in charge of unloading, I have nothing to do with the dishwasher. I guess there are silver linings to a pandemic. Atta girl, Jody Lee. Keep those texts coming at 204-780-6868 on fights over the dishwasher. As the province announced the parameters, for the second phase of reopening the economy. Economic realities continue to set in for businesses all over the world, including, of course, right here in Manitoba. With each phase of reopening, there's a glimmer of hope for those businesses allowed to restart their operations that this is the beginning of the journey back to self-sustaining operations. One of those businesses hoping that they can hold on, posted an update online yesterday, which ultimately filled my Twitter timeline with retweets by Manitobans inspired by the message. The headline, you might just have saved us, Manitoba. We want to introduce you to that business, which which before the pandemic-related shutdowns really had a newsworthy story, and it's one that we've shared with you in the past. Sheban Ice Cream has taken the South Osborne area by storm with its unique offerings and inspiring owner and operators. Joseph Sheban is one of those awe-inspiring owners, and he joins us now. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. Thank you for having well, me. 
Well, welcome back to CGOB. It was such a pleasure to speak to you in the past. But for those who may not know your story, can you tell us a bit about your operation and um, your amazing journey as a family to Winnipeg, Joseph? Oh, thank you so much. Well, in 2017, uh, we decided to open Shaban Ice Cream in the winter. And it was due to uh, my wife's family coming to Canada, and we wanted to have employment for them because they were coming as uh, Syrian refugees. And that's what inspired us to open the business. And ever since we opened in December, we've been crazy busy, and we were so excited that Winnipeg opened their arms to us, and everything was going well until this pandemic happened where which we had to close our store and uh my partner daryl and my wife zainab all sat down and said what are we gonna do because the pandemic happened in march and we were very looking forward to the summertime because that's what generates all the money to survive during the winter and now since we had to be closed, we were on the verge of going bankrupt. And luckily, Daryl talked to one of his friends, and he told him, what do you think of an ice cream subscription, which is a bit different than just delivering ice cream to people's houses, where we have uh, core customers that are dedicated to our company every month, and we can really know that we have a cash flow and what are we projecting and we were aiming for i was aiming for 80 uh daryl was hoping 150 people that would sign up and within the first two days 400 people uh joined the club and uh, in the beginning, it was uh, so funny. We were just going to go to people's house and call them up and, and be like, hey, we're here. And as soon as you know, we, we had to get like real uh, system in place where we can deliver the ice cream properly and have a really like a real customer experience because we really care about our business and we don't want our customers to think that we're taking shortcuts. It's and inspiring beyond words, Joseph. What an incredible story. I, I always believe you, you get what you give, and the community has obviously embraced you, but the, the, there's a give and take there. It's obvious because of the experience that you provide when people come to your business. So uh, maybe you could just give us the the elevator pitch, the 45-second the uh, version of, of how this all works, this subscription. Yeah, like you go to shabanicecream.com and you go where it says get started. And uh, what's really cool that is uh, you, if you dedicate yourself for two pints a month, it's $20 and we deliver it right to your door and there's no delivery cost. And uh, the more pints you buy, the cheaper the pint is. And uh, we wanted to do something really exclusive for our uh, customers that are part of the club. So we're like, yeah, if they buy more, let's give them a discount. And it's going really well, and uh, we're really excited. And uh, from truly from our hearts, we want to thank Manitoba because they 
may have saved us, and we're really grateful for this. Joseph Shabin, I remember when you sat in the studio with me a couple of years ago, you inspired me then and you continue to inspire us all now. What a wonderful success story and so glad to hear that Manitoba stepped up to help you out. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much. God bless Manitoba. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank the, you. The website once again is Shaben Ice Cream. That's spelled C-H-A-E-B-A-N. That's C-H-A-E-B-A-N icecream.com if you would like to subscribe and have delicious ice cream delivered right to your door. <music> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. I have a patio date tomorrow. First date in the New World Order. Called in one of the heavy hitters for some advice. Hey, Scott, you got any tips for me? Well, you know, you just want to be real. You want to be yourself. Um, Who's laughing? That's Greg, because he didn't know you were coming on. So, Greg Mackling, say hello to your buddy Scott Mortland in San Diego. Good morning, Mr. Mortland. Is it like 3.30, 3.19 in the morning on the West Coast, something like that? It, it feels like that. No doubt about it. I'm looking outside. It's not too light yet. I was laughing at the weather report. You're listening to the risk of thunderstorms. It might be raining where you are. Well, it's not here. <laughs> I bet not. I bet not. I Happy guess you're not birthday, walking in my, my friend. Thanks, pal. I guess you're not walking in the front door today. I'm listening for the, you, I know you know the key code to get in the house. I, I'm waiting for it to open. You're not coming, are you? I, well, I wish I was. I mean, but I had to think of whiskey. You know, I don't want him freaking out. So, Very good. Very good. So, Scott, I understand you've got something uh, prepared you wanted to, to share with Greg here. I do. Well, you know, during this, uh, you know, time of, you know, you know, lockdown, semi-lockdown, you know, I've, been writing a bit, and so, uh, and Greg and I talk a lot, you know, as I drive a lot with my boy Gregory, and so, um, uh, but when I'm not driving, you know, I do get time to write, so I have written some special for the birthday boy. Let you guys her, ready? Let her rip. It is called That Friend. WHA pennants filled this young chap's wall. Mariners, of course. The Jets, you bet. Hockey love in high school or working hard, not a clue where his life was headed yet. Young man, a father who loved his teams, at last his son to take the seat beside. Learned soon enough a different style, a phantom, whatever, to find their ride. Boys football team sadly says so long. Bobber shout hello, arms open wide. Connection to the peg ignited quick. So to all what's next, I must confide. A spinning two days in July begins. Radio station takes the role of host. Embraced by players, coaches, fans, yet the halftime lead impacts us most. The next morning, it all continues. He extends his hand for us to find. Immediate bond happens on the spot. He and my boy of the special kind. An experience I'll truly never forget, assured by that Epic Games final score. Didn't realize I'd found a second home. Friendly Manitoban opened up that door. Since then, the memories keep on making writing chapters in a fantastic book. A person can change your life like that if you simply allow your heart to look. Laughter, tears, lots of stories too. Learning of history, decisions made. Bridging the years with every visit. Amazing times I simply wouldn't trade. Two families, two countries, too much. Looking forward to what lies ahead. Sports, no doubt, layered through it all. But something deeper is to be said. They all say the timing is everything. 
what I've learned is indeed so true. Control is truly out of your hands. Embrace the good life hands to you. Great fortune will let it happen once. Now fitting I express to that end. A gift can be delivered out of nowhere. There he is, you my brother, that friend. Very quickly, Greg, say goodbye. I can't say anything right now. Thanks. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Scott. Uh, sorry. Uh, hey, well, you're very welcome. Sorry I couldn't keep it better together, but I uh, meant a lot to me to share that with you, buddy. You're a special, special man. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Question of the day at cjob.com. Brought to you by Mr. Furness. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furness, 204-832-6243. Yesterday afternoon's question, which of the following options for new work schedules would you prefer? 65% say a four-day work week. 17% say flexible hours each day. 9% say other. And 8% say a rotating schedule. Cast your vote at cjob.com. We'll get a new one up for you soon at cjob.com. And we'll throw it out on Twitter as well at 680 CJOB. We've got pizza to give away after Global News at 8.30 from Santa Lucia, but right now we start this hour in school. Classes won't be resuming as normal this year, but we did learn yesterday that some students might be able to return to school as part of the province's reopening strategy. And what that might look like could be limited programming, there could be one-on-one sessions with teachers, maybe counseling or assessments, and it could all come as early as June 1st. Day camps, They're also permitted as part of the second phase of reopening. And so schools might be running some day camps. Of course, there'll be those strict guidelines around size and capacity and how many kids. And of course, rules for physical distancing, Greg. Oh, clearly lots to consider here as schools uh, try and figure out how to get teachers back and how to connect with students in person. For the first time in weeks, Brian O'Leary is the superintendent of the Seven Oaks School Division, and he joins us now. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. So uh, tell us, what, what are you looking at as the priority here when it comes to bringing some students back to, to school? Obviously, some students may have a higher priority on that list. How's that going to work? Do you know? I, I, I mean, two things. Number one, I think we'd like to get uh, almost all of our students, especially the younger ones, uh, uh, in for some time just to get back to uh, school and feel optimistic about the future and a return to normal. We think that's probably good for everyone's uh, uh, emotional and, me- and mental health uh, at this point. Uh, the other is, is for teachers to get a sense of uh, how kids have done in the in, in the remote learning. Uh, who Who's, uh, uh, you know, some kids will have, have done extremely well, other kids will have languished. Uh, and get a sense of where kids are at, uh, connect with kids again, uh, and, and be better able to plan for kids' return in the fall. If the return comes June 1st, will it be up to teachers to decide who they want to meet with or parents? Um, we'll communicate with parents, and, and I, I miss it's teachers are in school and they're working and they're getting engaged with kids, but it will be with smaller numbers. 
uh, so that we can uh, observe social distancing protocols within the school uh, and and give more one-on-one small group attention to kids. So uh, parents shouldn't be dropping their kids off June the 1st as normal. Uh, They should be hearing communication from the school next week. Uh, and uh, but we will have kids coming into school uh, June first. Kids will come in. Teachers will work with kids. Uh, parents will hear from us. So much is uh, still unknown and uncertain with this. And and again, the, these changes could come as early as June first. But we don't know where the numbers will go, Brian. So a lot could change, and that that makes it challenging for you guys to plan things. And each di- division might be treating things differently and reacting to this latest reopening plan differently. And so there's still a lot of unknowns. For me as a parent, a big part of the equation is that assessment and wanting to know now where the kids are at, so that we don't return into to a situation in the fall where we realize 50% are ahead and 50% are behind. How important is that for planning? Because we don't want to start the, the, the session in the fall uh, too far behind. Well, this is, it's a really different year. In a normal year, uh, the grade two teacher would be talking to the grade one teacher, uh, find out where kids are at, uh, find out the approaches the teachers, teacher was using. So just some of that teacher-to-teacher communication is going to be facilitated now. Uh, and then teachers can get up to date uh, as to where kids are at so that they can end the, end the year with some knowledge and some, a stronger ability to plan in the fall. Um, and, and, and again, I think it's just good for everyone's mood to have, uh, uh, be on a path to returning to normal. Uh, you know, I think teachers have, have been incredibly creative, uh, um, and skilled in how they've adapted to remote learning, uh, and kept spirits up. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, our teachers miss, miss the kids and are happy to have them back on, on whatever basis. Um, I, I'm also hopeful that, that, uh, both both uh, in June and then through the summer, we'll be running a number of summer camp programs that we can give parents a bit of a break. Um, I, I'm aware of parents who've got you know uh, several kids at home and they're working from home. Uh, and uh, you know, even if it's the phys ed teacher organizing a, a, you know a baseball game where you can have social distancing uh, um, and kids coming for that uh, just to give parents a bit of a break. Uh, One of our teachers has, through this, actually been meeting groups of kids uh, for daily bike rides, uh, following social distancing around the neighborhood. Um, you know, there's lots of creative strategies that teachers have employed and will continue to employ. And then uh, we're hoping to do uh, uh, a lot of this through the summer uh, uh, using the day camp provisions. Brian, uh, a lot of teachers are parents as well, and so uh, we've been trying doing our best to teach our kids at home, but there are parents uh, are, that are teachers and are going to be wondering, if I have to go back to work, what am I going to do with my kids? Uh, the, the province expanded uh, daycare capacity, and as we've just checked around in Seven Oaks, uh, some of our daycares that have been uh, operating to a maximum of 16, uh, can now they can now expand to um, uh, 24 kids, and a number of those daycares weren't even at 16. Uh, um, other daycares uh, that have been closed will need to open. So uh, a daycare that's closed, is, you know, opens. There's 24 spaces. So we'd like our teachers to uh, um, explore that. And teachers are now classed as frontline workers, and and their kids can come into uh, the open daycares. So uh, um, we'll kind of watch the situation through the week, but uh, we think there's some really good options for teachers.
Brian O'Leary is the superintendent of the Seven Oaks School Division, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Brian, thank you so much for this. You're welcome. Have a good day. Big double T, round and round on Mackling's birthday. Are you going to create like a Spotify playlist and share it publicly, Mackling? I am compiling just that. Now, I don't use Spotify. Do you use Spotify, Brett? No. Oh, you know, just hang on one second. Lines are open. 204-780-6868 for your chance to win Santa Lucia pizza. No, you know what? I, I use Google Play Music, but I'm... I think I'm going to switch to Spotify because I think they're migrating to YouTube music and I don't know. Everybody uses Spotify, so I should just get get with it. Do you what do you you have the Apple Music, right? I'm an Apple Music guy. So, yes, I am compiling the list of songs that uh you and Jeff are playing in honor of uh the Big Five One today and I'll uh, I'll share that out on my Twitter account. I'm getting lots of uh, messages on Twitter. Thanks to everybody who reached out. In fact, I just got a text message from the man who used to work at our radio station who this was his theme song. Oh, yeah? Without using any names. <laughs> Who's on the radio somewhere else right now. So that was really nice. So uh, very fitting that we're playing some rat the, at, at this very moment. I, I just responded to his text message. So that was very nice. All right, attaboy. Well, here we go. We have pizza to give away. At 204-780-6868. Here is the question. Loren, are you listening closely? I am. Because you will know the answer to this, I think. It's strange, but 40% of people surveyed say they've gotten mad at someone for this. What is it? All right. Ernie, here we go. Ernie, it's strange, but 40% of people surveyed say they've gotten mad at someone for this. What is it? I guess loading the dishwasher wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. That Wouldn't that be great if that turned out to be the random trivia question I had for today? But no, that's not it, Ernie. Great guess, though. Great guess. Terrific. Cecile. Hello there. Hi. Do you know the answer? Uh, not listening. No. No, I would suspect that number's probably higher. But uh, no, it's great guess. Great guess. It's strange, but 40% of people surveyed say they've gotten mad at someone for this. What is it? Susan. Uh, Not flushing the toilet? No. But yeah, flush the toilet. God. It's 2020. Paul. Not picking up your clothes. No, not it either. But that's also that's also a good one. My mom, oh my God, my mom used to just rail on me all the time for leaving stuff lying on the floor. Uh, sorry, mom. Michael, do you know the answer? Snoring. Snoring? No, no, that's not the answer. But great guess. Loren, does your hubby snore? <laughs> uh, no more than I do. I would argue. I'm sure I'm right in there. Oh yeah. Everyone- Everyone's everyone. No one knows if they snore, but I would argue most people do at some point, depending on how their sleep's going or if you've had maybe a few beverages. I feel like that influences the situation. Yeah, he snores, but so do I. So I can't call him out. I appreciate the honesty on that, Loren. Good for you. I mean, I deny it to him, but he's hopefully just not paying attention right now. I would never tell him that I admit to snoring. Okay, there. That that seems more appropriate. Gary, do you know the answer? 
Um, I'm going to guess maybe something to do with uh, not rinsing off plates or recycling containers. No, no, but also a great guess. Diane, 40% of people surveyed say they've gotten mad at someone for this, even though it's kind of strange. What is it? Washing your hands? No, no, especially not these days, I gather. But no, that's not it, Diane. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Uh, or I, yeah, especially these days, that people probably would be doing that. But Ryan, do you know what it is? Yeah, I was going to say uh, sanitizing your hands. So, no, that's not it either. It's not nothing pandemic-related. How's that? Hi there, what's your name? My name is Fran. Hi, Fran. Do you know the answer? Asking someone their age. No, no, that's not it. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you. Hey, thanks for trying. Cynthia, do you know what it is? Keeping the lights on? No, no, well, it's uh, mm, not keeping... Could it, be. Yeah, that, uh, do you, is that a squabble in your home, Greg? Oh, yes. <laughs> yep, uh, the whole lights can light... The whole house can be lit up sometimes when I get up in the middle of the night. It's kind of funny, but not. It's strange, but 40% of people surveyed say they've gotten mad at someone for this. And uh, I guess a hint could be it involves nighttime. Nighttime? Mel, do you know? I was going to say cursing. No. no. Well, I mean, it could involve cursing, but that's not the answer. Okay. Thanks, Mel. Shirley, do you know what it is? Not putting the light off. No, it, no not that is not the answer. But uh, hey, that's a great guess. Hi, what's your name? Hello. Hello. Hi there. What's your name? It's Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Do you know the answer? Um, would it be um, adjusting the temperature? No, uh, not adjusting the temperature. Think. Um, trying to think of a hint. It, it, uh, I, I'm, I can't, I don't think I can come up with a hint without actually giving it away. Um, you might be wearing PJs when this happens. How's that? It's strange, but 40% of people surveyed say they've gotten mad at someone for this. What is it? Georgina? Yes. What is it? I was going to say not taking off the lights. No. Sorry, Georgina. Wayne, do you know the answer? Not lifting the toilet seat. No. Christy, do you know the answer? Hogging the blankets? Uh, you're you're in the ballpark, but that's oh, not the that answer. Was my, that was my guess. It, it it would happen in bed. Wayne, do you know the answer? Uh, and it's nothing dirty, by the way. What's that? Stealing the pillows? Stealing the pillows? No, no. Joe, do you know the answer? Hogging the bed? No. Joan, do you know the answer? Hogging covers. No. No, it has nothing to do with hogging pillows or blankets or sheets or anything like that. Gail, do you know the answer? Is it something someone's done when you're dreaming? Say that again, Gail. Something somebody has done to you when they're dreaming. It's strange, but 40% of people say they've gotten mad at someone for something they did to them in a dream. (laughs) Gail, congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to put you on hold. Jeff Forte is going to get your details off the air. And yes, I think I, I know that I have gotten mad at, uh, at, at like I was dating someone 10 years ago and I dreamt she cheated on me and I was mad at her all day. And even though, and I even said to her, I, I had this dream and it's affecting me and I can't shake it and I'm sorry, but I'm upset. <laughs> so mm-hmm. leave, me, leave me alone. It is, that's the weirdest thing, isn't it, Loren? 
Oh, I've definitely been there. And I feel you feel bad about it because you know you're how irrational you are, but sometimes your dreams are so vivid and so real. And then you go to down the road, road, road like, well, I wouldn't have just dreamt this up out of nowhere. So it has to stem from something you've said or done or acted out. And next thing you know, there's a fight for zero reasons. Those dreams, they can get you. Yeah, it almost it, you almost need like to go through the full day and go back to sleep. It's like you need a reboot. Uh, it's just the street. How about you, Mackling? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, one of my good friends, Brian, he, he told me a story. His wife was mad at him for a week for something that he did in a dream. And there was nothing that he could do to turn it around. And it was just, it just had to run its course. It's funny how many people do this. Jerry Seinfeld touches on this in his latest special as well, 23 Hours to Kill. He talks about the idea of having to be prepared to answer questions about things that either happen in the middle of the night, conversations that happened eight months ago, or these, uh, these in theory questions that you get from your partner about, well, what would happen if? He's talking about being on his toes all the time. So, yeah, it can happen in the middle of the night as well. Gail, congratulations on winning that pizza from Santa Lucia. Also, keep your eyes on our social media for another chance to win a pizza from Santa Lucia. Follow us on Instagram, by the way. We're almost at 6,500 followers. I think we've only got five left to crack that uh, code. We're talking about staycations and ways to improve our yards, to improve our homes, uh, since we can't go on vacation. Uh, we've already talked about lawn care, Greg. We talked about pools. And now what are we talking about? Well, we're going to talk about outdoor living spaces because they've been become incredibly popular. Phil Squarey, our friend from Lux Barbecue Company and Lux Furniture Company, where it all started, joins us now. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're doing all right. How are you doing? Are you getting run off your feet right now between the, the two places? I know that it's been uh, sort of modified hours and, and working online mostly, but are, are people uh, gearing up for for spring and summer with you guys? Yeah, you know, it's been great. Our, our furniture store got open, uh, I guess, just about two weeks ago now. We were closed for about six weeks, so that was a little bit tough. But our barbecue stores, we were doing a lot of curbside and online orders during that time. And you know, the the public really stepped up and supported our local businesses amazingly, and we're super grateful for that. Has there been a shift in uh, attitude and how you're feeling, Phil? I can only imagine a few weeks ago, you know, there was just concern if you're a business owner overall in terms of what the future holds. And at least in your industry now, I'd I'd like to think and believe, and I hope this is the case, that people are turning back to you because we're we're spending more time at home. And so I'm curious if there's been a shift in just how you feel about the future, given how people are showing how they feel about your goods and your store and, and their desire for barbecues and furniture and more. Yeah, Loren, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I, you know what? We are definitely feeling a lot better. I, You know, it's um, it, it, it's still, everything's still uncertain. And, and I think people are always trying to figure it out day to day. And our business was changing hour by hour, minute by minute sometimes. And and what we were doing and what we're trying to do and, and evolving to make things work. And yeah, but what we are finding now is that we are uh, allowed to be back open again. And our stores are still being cautious. We're, we're limiting the number of people into our stores and obviously taking a lot of precautions to make sure everyone's safe. But we are feeling uh, a positive. Like, we, you know, it feels busy going back to work every day right now. And we're very grateful to be a business that is allowed to be open right now because there's many that aren't. And 
you know, uh, people are definitely flocking to our stores right now for, for these products. So in terms of these products, uh, looking at the barbecue side, for example, I don't know anything about barbecues. <laughs> it's been years since I've even used one, and I was terrible at it uh, when I did have access to one. So if I walk in to or look at your, your site and uh, have no idea which way to go, how do you sort of at least start the process of guiding somebody towards making the right choice for them? Well, you know what, I, you know, there's always questions that we ask, you know, a big one is how many people you're cooking for, budget, the features that you want, and then we usually are able to narrow it down from there. Um, you know, during this time, we've had a lot of people start online shopping and our, uh, our, our, our website does have an online chat service that we're basically open as our store hours are open and usually responding within an hour. And a lot of people are just shopping online right now and, and like asking us questions and we're guiding them through that process. And it's been really great for us. Our our online sales are up, honestly, like over a thousand percent. So, you know, it's um, it's been big in that regard. And now that our stores are open, you know, we are welcoming people back into the doors and 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 helping them through that process one on one again from a, from a distance. We've been sharing our observations about uh, more lumber in people's driveways for new decks, uh, gigantic piles of soil. I heard from one of our Carmen friends this morning, Phil, that uh, his soil supplier is through the roof right now, uh, just basically can't keep up. And so that's obviously a good sign for the economy and the way people hopefully are coming through this. And we know it's not everyone. So if, if uh, we're having this conversation this morning and people are, are saying, gee whiz, really, this is a situation, uh, we're just trying to cover one aspect of this discussion and this reopening but but overall phil do you get the sense that people a are coming back uh a little bit more focused i know the real estate market surprisingly is really uh hopping right now and the people that actually come in the store they must be coming in there with a purpose versus people that are just not a lot of browsers i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah, we do seem to find the people that are coming in are definitely a little bit more uh, serious, as we would say, than, you know, than, than kicking tires in, in the sales industry. And, well, you know, but you're right. Like, we are having shortages as well. Like, our, our suppliers are having trouble keeping up. People are cooking more than ever in their backyards, and they're cooking with their families and their, and their, their safe, close group of friends. And, you know, people are getting together more and more. And, and there was a there was a period there where we were just bringing staff back and we couldn't even keep up with the demand. And, and now we're, we're back up to running in our capacity, but even still there are shortages uh, North America wide on, on certain items that we just can't get right now. And, and people get frustrated by that, but the bottom line is everybody's cooking in their backyards right now. And, and, you know, and, and we're just super grateful to be part of the, the people that get to in, in feed that desire, I guess. Speaking of cooking in your backyards, Phil, and serious conversations, what is the best way to grill a hot dog? Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> you ask me this every time. Every time, it's always a hot dog. Yeah, um, yeah you know what? Phil, you're, did we lose Phil now? No, did you lose me? Oh, yeah, it sounded like you dropped out there for a few seconds. I think seconds. He, oh. he's hanging up because he's done with me asking the same hot dog question. I'm sorry, I... You know, like I said, there's so many different ways to cook a hot dog, and I, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. But we have, we have so many different grills and so many different options. We, we can smoke a hot dog, we can grill a hot dog, we can sear a hot dog, we can cook it over an open flame. We have all that stuff to do. So, well, and you guys Just also don't boil it. <laughs> yeah, don't boil it. Don't boil it. You guys also have uh, a wide selection of rubs and stuff, right? Rubs and sauces that uh, would be uh, cut above what you would get, I think, in your average store. 
Yeah, definitely. I, you know, we have the largest selection of rubs and sauces for for a grilling specialist in Western Canada. There's no one that has a bigger wall than us in, in our two locations. Uh, we have an 80-foot wall at both locations of nothing but fun stuff for cooking in your backyard and, and having all the best competition barbecue stuff you can get that you can't get anywhere else. So it's been great. People And people are shopping online. It's all on our website now. You know, we... We, we, we did our best to step up to the customers supporting us, and we supported them. We, we've offered free delivery this whole time on anything over $25. So people were just ordering a bag of pellets or a propane tank, and we're delivering it to their house for free. And we're still doing that as of right now. So, you know, we, it's, we, it's been a huge success for us. Well, Phil, we're happy for your success as always. We're happy for the access and uh, the stories that you tell and uh, keep at it. And we appreciate what you do in the community as well. It's uh, great to have you on our team. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you guys for having me, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. All right, Phil Squarey joining us live on 680 CJOB from Lux Barbecue and Lux Furniture. So the two websites here, there's luxbarbecue.ca, that's L-U-X-E-B-B-Q.ca. Their store locations, one is on Keniston and one is on uh, at 33 Stapleton. And then the other website, luxfurniture.ca, they're located at 120 McPhillips. And I, I got I, I almost, I'm ashamed to admit this, I thought that Lux Furniture was just outdoor furniture, like if you wanted to have a nice outdoor living space but they've got i'm looking at their awesome indoor furniture and i because i've been in the market for a new coffee table uh so i think i will have to do that because i don't have a yard to invest in but i would like some nicer furniture so i think i'll have to pay phil and his team a visit at lux furniture Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.